FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately pumping. Begins look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Lights, camera, action at Home Park, where Pompey are dealt some hard luck. Panucci Camera capitalised on a mistake at the back to tee up Ryan Hardy for the only goal of the game as the Blues are served a Devonshire defeat. Pompey recorded 14 shots on Tuesday night, but none of them are on target, a stat which didn't go unnoticed by Danny Cowley. I think we've had really good control of possession against a really good team in front of a sold-out home crowd and our play up until the final action was really good. Probably on the evening, our best chance is just fell to the wrong people. We'll hear his reaction after that defeat to Plymouth as well as his pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow's clash with Wickham at PO4. I think we've been on a good run for a long time now. We're a good team and good teams, successful teams. When they do have a moment of disappointment, they respond and Saturday gives us a great opportunity to do that. Stick around for the next 60 minutes for your latest Pompey fix here on the only radio station from the Great Waterfront City of Portsmouth. You're listening to Express FM and this is the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the show, which is this season driven to you by our sponsors, Stagecoach South, who are on hand to get you through Hampshire and along the South Coast with ease, whilst doing their bit for the environment too. For more information on what they're doing to make their buses cleaner and greener, head to stagecoachbus.com. Well off the back of a disheartening defeat in midweek, I'm joined tonight by two more Blues fans to echo their thoughts and concerns between now and seven. Between such time, we'll also be previewing the visit of Wickham to Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. And as always, Pompey fans tuning in from back home this evening, we're encouraging you to pick up your phones and get involved with the conversation. You can either text the word express, followed by your name and message to 81400. Otherwise, you can reach us uh, at Pompey at expressfm.com on the emails. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter, include at ExpressFM within your tweets or head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Tonight we're asking, is the playoff race over for Pompey or do you still have faith in a top six finish for the Blues this season? Should either one of or perhaps even both of Marcus Harness and Michael Jacobs come straight back into the starting eleven for tomorrow's visit of the Chairboys? And what do you think the score is going to be at Fratton Park this weekend? You have up until seven o'clock this evening to get your messages into the panel. Now, vote. we're going to have to relive the events of Tuesday night. A Pompey side then unbeaten in eight made the gruelling journey west to Home Park to take on Stephen Schumacher's Plymouth Argar, who themselves had won three on the spin prior to kick-off, all without conceding a goal. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He this is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. Well, on Saturday, Ports has extended their unbeaten run, but given where they are in the League One season and what they still need to do to make the playoffs, there's only so many times that a point is going to be good enough for them between now and the end of the season. This feels like a pivotal match, a great opportunity to close the gap on the playoff places. But on the flip side, lose to Plymouth tonight, and that would put the gap between the sides to 10 points. And you could probably chalk Plymouth up as yet another side that Pompey will not be catching in League One this season. We are almost ready to get this one underway. Portsmouth in usual home colours. You don't see that on the road very often, but it's blue shirts, white shorts, red socks. Thompson goes down under a challenge from camera. Free kick not given, trying to get up again. And Plymouth win it and try and break forward. And look for the feet of Hardy, dangerous outside the penalty area. Work to Jeffcott, chance for Jeffcott. Take Mizunu, loose in the box. Mizunu gathers 
Plymouth from just outside the box will whip it in. Lovely ball and just wide of the post. Plymouth inches away from taking the lead. It's still 0-0. Sessignon wants to go to the left to Gillespie, the centre-half. is crossing it into the middle. It's loose in the penalty area. Jeffcott shot his block. Still there, Jeffcott blocked again. Pompey thinking a whistle was going to go, thinking they were going to get a free kick. Then there's a stoppage in play because Cube is down, holding his head in the penalty area. Referee has to stop it. Plymouth was frustrated because they felt they had the ball in a good position though when the whistle went. Nil-nil. Mistake at the back from Cooper. Hurst goes to the ground. He's looking for the penalty. I don't think he's going to get one there. He won't. And Plymouth can build again. Chance for Hurst. Loose in the six-yard box. He couldn't get the contact. He wanted as a cross came from the left along the ground into the six-yard box. But Hurst couldn't sweep it home. The edge of the box. It's going to be a volley on goal. It was a decent one. It was a tricky one. I out the sky. Blocked though. And then Hurst heads it away. Picked up once more. Shot from Edwards on the edge of the box. It'll break kindly again for Plymouth. Now Edwards. Can he get the shot away? He can deflect it. Fed off the line by Romeo. Desperate defending from Portsmouth. But they're keeping it level at 0-0. Another chance for Plymouth. Blocked again. Still there. Blocked again. Walker, can he get the shot down? So many bodies there, still loose, won't fall for Curtis, will fall for Tunnicliffe, and cleared by a Plymouth defender. Behind, well, surely that was a corner kick, goal kick is the decision given, still 1-0 Plymouth. Tunnicliffe, can he get a delivery right? Standing up to the far post, Raggett nods it on, shot on goal, it's wide, that's the chance for Curtis, and it's well won. Virtually last chance to Loon, ripped in deep towards the far post, heads go up, punched away, Romeo edge of the box, he'll hit it, and he'll put it miles wide. Robertson, long, hopeful ball to the area. It's cleared half away. Tunnicliffe, it's got to go in the box now. It does. Plymouth headed away. There can't be long left. Carter to the right side. There's no time for a Pompey attack. Plymouth have beaten Portsmouth by a goal to nil. And Portsmouth's playoff hopes have suffered a major blow at home park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. And elsewhere in League One on Tuesday night, six other games to report on. Charlton were 1-0 winners over Gillingham. Wigan travelled to Crewe and came away with a 2-0 victory. Rotherham beat Lincoln by two goals to one. Sheffield Wednesday and Accrington were deadlocked 1-0. Meanwhile, it finished Shrewsbury 5, Morecambe 0 at New Meadow. A late drama at Adams Park where tomorrow's opponents for Pompey, Wickham, were victorious by a goal to nil against Fleetwood. Jason McCarthy with the winner in the 94th minute. Let's check on the table after those midweek results. Then Rotherham still lead the way. They're now on 80 points. Wigan four points behind in second with 76 and with two games in hand. In third, it's MK Dons with 73 points, while Oxford, Plymouth and Sunderland make up the remainder of the top six. Oxford and Plymouth each have 68 points and uh, the Mac have 66. A handful of sides remain in the hunt for a playoff place with Sheffield Wednesday just outside in 7th and Wickham 8th, both of them on 65. Ipswich are 9th with 60 points and then there's Pompey down in 10th on 58 points but more importantly with the game in hand. Down at the bottom it remains to be Crewe, Doncaster, Morecambe and Gillingham who occupy the relegation zone. Okay, time now to welcome in my guest for tonight's show. And first of all, someone who I wish I could relegate down to League Two after his comments on Tuesday night, Sam Carter. Sam, welcome, I guess. (laughs) Hello, Jake. It's a pleasure to be back. And I don't regret anything I said. You don't regret anything you said on (laughs) Tuesday night. Some uh, rather choice words after you tuned in to why I follow for the game uh, against Plymouth Argyle uh, in midweek. I'm just going to try and find it now and dig you out. Nothing worse than finally being able to watch a Pompey game than having to listen to Jake Smith on my TV. Look, Jake, I love you, but I can't be <laughs> saying nice things about you out in the public eye, can and here I? here he comes crawling. <laughs> Sam, great to have you on the show. I'm only joking. And not forgetting joining us over the call tonight with Reese Harding on the other end of the line. Reese, you've been nice to me. It's a pleasure to have you back on the football, mate. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'll always be nice to you, Jay. No, no mean words here. Good. I'll just talk to you all behind them. <laughs> Reese, we'll start with you. Uh, Tuesday, Plymouth Argyle, after a, a nil-nil draw of Ipswich last week, which looked a, a decent point on paper. Regardless, you kind of felt like a victory was really needed on Tuesday to, to keep any sort of hope of a, a playoff finish alive this season. Is that something you can, you can get on board with, or are you still keeping the faith a little bit? Well, I... For me, I thought if we're, if we're going to draw against Ipswich on Saturday, then Tuesday was where we really needed that win. And um, I thought considering the side that Plymouth are, you know, we managed to get that last minute uh, goal against them uh, earlier on in the season. Um, and, you know, we have a little bit, you know, the teams have a bit against each other, if you know what I mean. I thought if there's any side we could probably beat, we could maybe do it against them. Um, obviously, they are doing very well this season and uh you know to go to their place it's it is a, a very tough ask um but the fact that we sort of came away with that nil nil against Ipswich and I think sort of at the end of Ipswich we I don't know not we were sort of happy with the draw I felt like yeah. um it's what we were seeing the game out and so you think we'd set ourselves up for a a real fight on Tuesday, but I don't think that fight was there. Um, and to be honest, I, I'm one of those fans who, although I can see our uh, playoff hopes dwindling, um, I, I'll always keep the faith right till the end. Until that, you know, uh, till that table says that we can't get playoffs anymore, then um, then I'll believe it. But there's always that bit in the back of my mind that thinks we mm. can do it. But it's looking less likely now. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, absolutely. There is still a chance, Sam, as, as Reese has alluded to. They mm. could always refer back to that 2016-17 season where Pompey mm. were so far off the top and, and somehow managed to win the league two title. I think it was ten points uh, t- to make up with with only twelve available, with four games remaining. But we still won the league two title with uh, probably about thirty minutes in total yeah. at the top of the table. But you know, anything's possible. Pompey are just eight points behind the playoffs and do have that game in hand, albeit it's against Wigan. Mm. There is still a chance, and, and like Reese said, it, it's unlikely, but you, you go into these next nine games now, between now and the end of the season, is it just a case of Pompey have got to be brave, just got to go for it, enjoy it, and, and hope for the best, really? Yeah, I think you look at it, and we've not really got much to lose now. Um, we're already right down in 10th, and that wouldn't be a great finish to the season, that wouldn't be where we want to be at all. But, it I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but you can't really get much lower than that I know Bolton aren't far behind but um, yeah we've got nothing to lose now so I think they've just got to change their attitude a little bit and get a bit of confidence and say look it's, it's in our hands now we you know we've we've got a bit of a mountain to climb but you, you look at Pompey sides in the past and like you mentioned the 16-17 season we, we did that and a, a certain side from the West Country were one of those teams that gave up the points so um, you know we, we can do it I, I, like Reese, I've, I've got the faith I genuinely do but um, it is very hard it's a very tough task mm. And as sung by the Pompey fans on Tuesday night, Sam, we're all having a party when Plymouth mess it up. <laughs> we have before, we so have before. Let, let's do it again. Right then, we've heard uh, just some of the thoughts of Sam and Reese already this evening. and We'll be coming back to those shortly, so uh, do hold on tight, lads, and, and keep them fresh. Because we're just going to take a couple of moments away now to hear what Danny Cowley had to say after the game in midweek. Here he is with Ollie Marsh on the touchline at Home Park on Tuesday night. Well, Danny, first and foremost, how disappointing for the unbeaten run to come to an end this evening? Yeah, the result is incredibly disappointing. You know, I think you know, we have to get this in the right order. And I thought it was a very good League One game. Um, two good teams. Game settled on small detail. I thought we did an awful lot right up until probably the final action. Lots of crosses in the box. Lots of touches in the opposing team's box. Lots of shots, but didn't affect the goalkeeper enough. And then, yeah, just a final action. That, that little bit of quality was missing today. Having said that, and I think we should give credit to Plymouth because they're a very good team and it's a really good win for them. But, you know, the referee has, has a huge, huge influence on that game because at nil-nil, we press their goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper misses the ball and kicks George. And if you're a referee and these are big decisions, you've only got to look at the trajectory of the ball and the ball continue to move towards his goal and he's chose the easy decision and not the right decision and that ultimately has, um, has cost us this evening. 
think it was 11 shots and zero on target for you today. Did it just not happen for you in front of goal? Was it just one of those evenings? No, I think we've had really good control of, of possession against a, a really good team in front of a sold-out home crowd. And our play up until the final action was really good. And probably on the evening, probably our best chances just fell to the, to the wrong people. How did you view the goal that you conceded? Yeah, it's on our build phase. We make an error and we get the, the ball gets turned over. I think Panucci Kamara then travels, does really well, plays a good pass to uh, Ryan Harding. It's a, it's a really good finish. Listen, uh, there's no criticism from me. These moments happen and uh, we accept that. And I thought the, the response actually was excellent from the group for the amount of energy they've expended over this period. Um, to show the response that we did and the fight and the, and the resolve that we did was a uh, credit to them. And with plenty of time in the season left, how do you see your playoff hopes after tonight's result? Well, for us, you've just seen a team that is fighting to the end of this game and we'll be fighting to the end of the season. I think we're a team that's growing. I think we're a team that never know when we're beaten. Um, and I think we're a team that goes to the end and that's what we'll be expecting between now and May. Danny Cowley there speaking to Ollie after the game on Tuesday night, really mentioning there within that interview, Reese, but the, the build-up play up until the final action, up until the final third where Pompey, you know, where any team needs to put the ball into the back of the net was decent. Do you agree with, with the head coach there that perhaps it was just a case of just it being one of those nights, it's just not quite falling to the right person because 14 shots and none on target is, is, is pretty poor? It is, and it, it was quite frustrating, actually, because I don't think Plymouth were amazing, um, but they took more of their chances. They got more shots on target. They, you know, every time we tried to clear the ball, they, they punished us and got, you know, got it. They, they just stopped us from uh, getting out of the box. It was a period where it was just trying to clear it and clear it and clear it. And it just, they just kept blocking it and they get kept getting crosses in and they just kept putting the pressure on us and I think we can build up you know I think it's 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 almost like the game felt like it was pushing um our team was sort of pushing for it but we could it never felt like we were ever going to get that that chance um I think you know we can build up as much as we like and everything but every cross we put in it, there just wasn't really a decent some of the delivery, some of the set pieces, they were just, they just was, they were lacking. Um, and I thought, really, you know, it, you can control the ball in the midfield, and you can you can do all that, and you can do that really well. But at the end of the day, if if we're not going to, you know, put in that quality cross or that, or, or, or if that chance isn't going to fall to us, then it's not. But I just thought, you know, it, it was just frustrating. I thought um, the fact that. The only time I thought we really, really looked like scoring was probably the last five minutes when we, you know, when we were actually really pushing for it. Um, but the rest of the game, I, I, I can't lie, I didn't have much, um, have much hope from what I was seeing. Kind of, you know, feeding off what Reese is saying there, and really feeding off the interview as well. Sam, response to claw back after going a goal behind, but do you kind of share the same kind of emotion as Reese there that, you know, prior to going a goal behind with the game level half time, just kind of after the break as well, it was just a bit ineffective, creativity lacking, mm. or was you know what was the was the effort there? Do you think Pompey went into that game looking for a win particularly? <sighs> See, that's a, that is the tough question to ask yourself because I I don't think we did really. I I don't think we've gone. I don't think you could look at that game and say that we wanted to grab a win. We we didn't didn't go out to really try and get a win. We we tried to maybe nick a win. We um we we set up and as Danny said, you know they they controlled the game well in the in the the sec like the middle of the pitch. And but that's not that's all well and good. Yeah. Um, but then you've got to make the. Uh, make the difference in the final third and I think we were seriously lacking a talisman um, I think we have all season and I think maybe the Cowleys understand that and they know that and so that's why they set up the way they do but 
yeah, the, the creativity is just in that final third is is just really really lacking. And I think, well, as, as Reese alluded to a bit, the, the set pieces, the deliveries, just were really really poor yeah. on on Tuesday. Don't forget again to get in touch with us tonight from back home as well. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with what uh, Sam and Reese are saying? Do you have a score prediction for tomorrow's game against Wickham? All the usual ways you can send your name and message to eight one four hundred, starting those with the word Express. Otherwise, they won't reach us. Otherwise, you can email Pompey at expressfm.com. You can find us on Twitter at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Coming up, we'll hear even more from Danny Cowley, but this time looking ahead to tomorrow's game. And he's certainly been doing his homework on Wickham. Wickham were a very, very good team at the level. They're a team that probably have come together when they were in the Championship last year. So they've recruited players that are capable of playing in the division above. So we know that it will be a tough game. They, they ask a lot of questions of you physically and we will need to make sure that we have the qualities to answer those questions. More from the Blues head coach as well as myself, Sam and Reese, right after the break. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome once again to the Footblower here on Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can locate your nearest bus stop and find out the latest timetables in your area. This evening I'm joined alongside Sam Carter and Reese Harding, where we'll be talking all about Tuesday's 1-0 defeat to Plymouth Argyle. A little later on we'll also be throwing it forward to tomorrow's match at home to Wickham Wanderers. We were talking before the break about the intent from Pompey on Tuesday night, Reese, and you know, up until Plymouth Open the scoring may have been a little bit lacklustre. Do you think the way that the game was set out, do you think the game plan from Danny Cowley, do you agree with, with, with how the Blues were set up in that match, with Plymouth being such a, a difficult opponent? They're in the playoffs, they'd won three on a spin, they are a side who do not concede many goals. Do you agree with the game plan? Was it just perhaps not executed you know, to perfection? Um, <clears throat> I, it's, I think it's always difficult, you know, with a with a with obviously the small squad that we have, and um, Jacobs being out and Harness, um, obviously with his suspension. Um, I, I think it's almost difficult to be um, to I, I don't know. It, it, you, you don't want to put too many sort of round pegs and square holes or whatever. It's square pegs and round holes or whatever. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like. A lot of the time um, on Tuesday, it was a case of we were missing that Michael Jacobs in the middle or something because you look at earlier in the season as well, um, I think it doesn't really matter how we set up against Plymouth. I think a lot of our trouble is uh, comes from um, not being able to create um, and, and sort of attacking through the midfield. Often at times we whenever we lack, you know, Michael Jacobs or whatever, we we often bypass our midfield, I feel like, um, and try and go defence straight to attack, or we um, force it too much down uh, the wings, and it's, it sort of became, and, and when our crossing's not great um, yesterday, uh, yesterday, Tuesday, um, I, I think it sort of exposes us a bit. Um, you know, Michael Jacobs came into the side earlier in, you know, early in the season, and he sort of revolutionised it yeah. a bit, uh, revitalised it, um, and I think that's genuinely what we were missing. Because at times, I think it was emphasised by that. I think it's Clark Robertson came on, and he, he's you know the whole team was sort of passing around, and then he put a ball just over the top, and it just it went out of play for a goal kick, and the whole everyone just stood there, and all the Pompey fans were frustrated. It's because we couldn't create, we couldn't just we couldn't get through them, yeah. and I think that's at time where. Um, but that, that's where we lack and I, I just think that um, that's where our problems can come from sometimes when we don't have that man in the middle sort of linking up the team um, which obviously doesn't help that Harness was in you know he couldn't even fill that role himself if you know because Jacobs was out as well but that, that's so that's why I think setting up wise that would be our best way to set up but um 
we couldn't do that. And I think we just it was tough for us from the get-go, really. Yeah. Uh, Dave Byrne on the emails got in touch uh, tonight. He says, Hi, Jake. How frustrating was that on Tuesday? Defeats are always tough to take, but the matter of defeat against some of the opposition, including Tuesday, is doubly difficult. Even a draw would have been disappointing, but one point from six in two matches against Plymouth, who aren't all that, to be honest, is depressing. Add to the fact that the three goals that are attributed to Plymouth were uh, basically all gifts. I've lost count on the points we have thrown away this season. Dare I suggest it is significantly significantly more points than we may have stolen in some games. Player Pompey Dave Inlis, who has got back in touch, who says, As a supporter, my interest has for some weeks now been focused on this coming summer and next season. My concern is that we'll see a mirror image of what we've just witnessed, or worse, still a step backwards from wherever we finish this season. What constraints uh, will there be when it comes to building a squad? Will we still be maximising loans without having a chance of signing any on a permanent basis? if they prove to be a good fit. We have to get out of this uh, vicious circle whereby we're rebuilding every season and instead establish some proper structure and continuity at the same time make some real progress, i.e. promotion. At the moment, it's like watching a repeat of a repeat of a tired soap opera. I'm also hoping I can recapture my North Stand seat for next season and uh, have, having been a bit of a nomad inside Fratton Park this season. Dave, thank you for your email there. Certainly uh, plenty to pick apart from it. Sam and what I was going to talk about anyway was you know, the fact that Danny Cowley is, is approaching his one year mark mm. as head coach of, of Portsmouth Football Club it was a year ago just uh, a couple of days ago that Kenny Jackett was dismissed after that EFL trophy defeat to Salford City at Wembley so approaching a year of Danny Cowley in charge at the time Pompey was 7th mm. now Pompey are ninth. so yes you look at it black and white it technically yeah. has been a step backwards but assessing the 12 months that Danny and, Ka- and, and Nicky Carley have had in charge of his club, the rebuild or the miniature rebuild back in the summer, January transfer window, we've seen some great one- runs, we've seen some difficult runs. Mm. Has there been progress that you've seen, despite the league position, maybe te- telling a little bit of a liver? Yeah, I mean, look, they had a massive rebuild to do in the summer. They had a whole squad there that had been with the pre- previous manager, Kenny Jackett, for a the whole his whole tenure and they they saw what there was there and they thought you know what we we want to put our own people in there they've got they've clearly changed the system as well that's going to be new for the players that have stayed um so you know there's there was always going to be a tough rebuild this season we all said that and we all probably have been guilty of getting a bit overexcited and thinking well we should still be in the playoffs and you know we we probably should really i mean we've got a good squad there we have got a good spine but, um, you know, um, I think what's really do- um, done it for me is is how bad the run was earlier in the season and how I was very guilty of saying, you know what, maybe this isn't working, maybe they do have to go and we have to find someone else here. But to turn that around and the way they have turned that around without making very many additions in January is quite impressive. And I think, you know, they've they've got to be commended in the fact that they have they are trying to build their squad they're trying to do it the way that they want to and um that is clearly going to take some time and and so it's hard to look at a season and write it off yeah but um you know at least we've we've still got that hope of finishing in the playoffs this season it, we haven't just faded into nothing yeah uh, and part of that email that, that dave sent in which uh, you know I, I do agree with pretty much all of it reese is uh, he mentioned we have to get out of this this vicious circle of having to rebuild uh, every season instead establish some proper structure and continuity and and definitely agree with that I'm sure you probably do as well I'm sure many Pompey fans want to see us get out of this circle and just get some sort of stability in League One and, and try and push on to you know become real contenders in this division but at the same time we mentioned Danny Cowley but the 12 months he's had in charge two transfer windows one recently just just gone in January it's also a bit difficult to judge a manager based on only two transfer windows and, and one what we believe to be a sort of transition season is it a case of just playing the long game uh, as annoying as it may be and just hoping that, that there is going to be a bit more of a intent to rebuild this summer more more funds available perhaps some left over from a January transfer window that Danny Cowley has reported but he, he kept some behind ready for the summer do you think that albeit we want some stability you've also got to give Danny Cowley a little bit more time uh, yeah very true um, I, I do think we need to give Cowley a bit of time um, just because it's one of those things that plays on your mind because obviously Jacket goes at the end of last season. Um, and then Cowley comes in. Um, 
inherits the squad, then tries to do his best, you know, re- rebuilding, you know, like you say, miniature rebuild or whatever, um, wasn't a full um, clear out, but we start the season well, and then we then we have that blip, and then we have that sort of period where we can't win, and there's that four 0 against it switch, and you just think, do you question the players, or but it's a transition season, and it, but then you've got the manager, is it, and you start to question all these things, and then we go on a good run again, um, and then it looks like we could get playoffs, and then you know now we play Plymouth and we lose against them, and, and it's sort of that that. Uh, tossing and turning almost um, like you say it's hard to judge a manager off of two transfer windows you know three's ideal and hopefully this summer actually we will get a bit of stability back because what you know what I'd like to see is this be the full you know Cowley sort of getting it done this summer um, he sort of half, half done it last summer and you know you can't you know I don't think anyone was expecting him to clear out every single player sort of thing but I think building off of January um, I feel like this summer's should be the perfect time to really nail down this squad um, and go for it again next season and hopefully really push for it because even in this season where um, he, he you know people say he's lacked the, the funds or whatever or some of the players that you sound like George Hurst didn't really kick on until a little bit later on in the season. I don't know. It's it, we've we've done quite. We've done we've done we've done as I thought we would do in a sense. And part of me is disappointed that you know playoffs is just a little bit in our reach, but we haven't quite got there. But at the same time, at the start of the season, I thought this is the season. If anything, we're going to sit sort of just outside of the playoffs because mm-hmm. it's quite a a changing season um, for the team and, you know, obviously different manager and everything. Um, it's sort of like we were expecting this, but still a bit Yeah, a bit yeah, frustrating, but exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, at the start of the season, if you said this, I would have thought, oh, I'm, I'm not disappointed, but now I'm sat here like, I don't know, we could have, there's some opportunities we could have taken, but at the same time, you can't, you can't do anything about it. And I think actually, yeah, next season, after this transfer window, I'm hoping get that solid, you know, Cowley team, the team that he wants, you know, build on it, get it done and then push on next season. And I don't want to be saying this at the same time next season, you know what no. I mean? But but hopefully, um, if nothing comes of this season, then in terms of playoffs or whatever, then next season. Fingers crossed. But, Fingers you know. crossed, yeah. I, I mean, you know, certainly not writing off his season at all, Sam. We mentioned about earlier about how there's still time there. It's still a possibility Pompey can go on a, a big run between now and the end of the season. It's unlikely, but it, it is possible. But looking ahead to next season, because that kind of feels like what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks as we maybe bring ourselves to terms with the fact that there are six better teams in this division. There's got to be a rebuild in the summer. We know that. We know we've heard reports of, of Danny Cowley holding some money back mm. from the January transfer window, signed obviously Denver Hume, Maiden O'Brien, Ollie Weber, and the like um, on you know, free free agents and, and, and minimum money. Uh, hopefully, that, that will carry over into the summer. What is the target for next season? Because as Reese just mentioned there, we can't keep him, you know, being in this circle. We we don't want to be sat here next season hoping for a playoff place again. Is it as simple as Pompey need to have a big, big summer and try and assert themselves as you know, contenders for the top two, let alone the top six? You know, automatic promotion is that a must next season? Yeah, um, playoffs minimum. It has to be, I think, yeah. because yeah. I mean, you look at what we've done since we've been in League uh, League One, and it has been we've been a you know a, a playoff team, and so or at least there or thereabouts. So there's no way we can go any further down. <laughs> that would be a disaster. But um, And maybe automatics would be a bit of a miracle to go straight up to that from finishing wherever we're going to finish this season. So playoffs has to be a minimum. And, and it just then it eradicates that, that, that look of how we've have like gone down in places in the table um, over the last few seasons. Um, but you know, it's it's it is like we're saying here. It, it's it's a big big summer, and whether we have the finances saved up to do that, whether but uh, you have to have faith. I mean, you look at some of the players that the Cowleys have brought in, and. 
they've I think they've surprised a few as the way they fitted into our system. I think Hayden Carter obviously has been such a gem, um, and he fits into the way they want to play absolutely perfectly. Got to be number one target in the summer. Danny's gone out on the record and said he, this is the yeah. type of player we need to be signing next summer. So. <laughs> There we go. I mean, if that's the type of calibre of player that we want, we want players that we can develop. Yeah. Uh, Luke Ellis on Twitter says that was a fair result against Plymouth and a fair reflection of where Pompey are in this transition season. Every side above us is a goal better than us. Now we've got to decide whether we go gung-ho rest of the season or play with pride or throw battalion. Roll on next season. Play at Pompey. Luke Ellis on Twitter. And Roger and Gosport. Pompey did not put in a good display against Plymouth. The Blues at least needed a draw. I think we've blown any chance of making the playoffs, says uh, Roger, who also says keep the faith. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Roger, for getting in touch, uh, as you always do, my friend. Uh, OK, before we do go any further with the preview of this weekend's League One clash between Pompey and Wickham, let's take a listen to what Blues head coach Danny Cowley has had to say ahead of the game. Max Watson caught up with the Pompey boss at the training ground this week, first asking if there are any positives to take from Tuesday's game into tomorrow's. I think like every game this season, we always take learning. There was a lot of things that we did well on Tuesday. I know that everybody is, is disappointed with the outcome and the result, no more so than, than myself and the players. But for us, it's always to be professional. It's always to analyse it clearly, to take the emotion away. And there was a lot of things that we did well, probably up until the final action. And we definitely lacked quality in, in our decision-making and our execution in, in that final action. But like I said, we went to Plymouth. We had good control of the game. We were able to dominate with the ball. We also had really good control when they had the ball. We were able to win the ball back high and create chances. And listen, we've lost a game in key moments, really, the detail in key moments. And we have to understand that. We have to work out the whys. And as I said, we've done that this morning. We've had, you know, we've, we've done some good work this morning. And hopefully that will set us up in a good way for Saturday's game. Yeah, what will your side need to do to bounce back on Saturday against Wickham? Well, I think we've been on a good run for a long time now. We're a good team and good team, successful team teams when they do have a moment of disappointment they respond and Saturday gives us a great opportunity to do that you know we went eight unbeaten prior to the Plymouth game and we've shown on two occasions this season that we can put runs together and Saturday is an opportunity for us to start another one. You mentioned that previous one a 1-0 win against Wickham last time out what learnings can you take from that into Saturday? Well I think it was a game where we showed an incredible amount of resilience a, a, a lot of grit and a lot of determination we carried real threat on the counter-attack on that day we know Wickham were a very very good team at the level they're a team that probably have come together when they were in the championship last year so they've recruited players that are capable of playing in the division above so we know that it will be a tough game they, they ask a lot of questions of you physically and we will need to make sure that we have the qualities to answer those questions but like I said for us we know we're in a good moment we have belief in ourselves as individuals and in the collective and we're really looking forward to responding from Tuesday night's disappointment How good will it to be back in at Fratton Park in front of the supporters? Absolutely you know it's been two weeks since we were last there the Accrington game we've obviously had three tough away trips in between that time I think we've started to build a connection with our supporters. We love playing at Fratton Park. We've scored a lot of goals there in recent times and we'll be looking forward to seeing some friendly faces and attacking the game on Saturday. How much of a boost is it going to be having Marcus Harness available for selection as well? Absolutely. For us to have Marcus and potentially Michael Jacobs is so important. You know, we've been a small squad. We've had very little opportunities to be able to change the top end of the pitch up. And that can be really, really tough when you're playing games back to back. Not to be able to freshen the top end of the pitch up is very difficult. So to have Marcus and to have Michael back, yeah, is a real positive. Danny Cowley there speaking to the club's media team earlier in the week, previewing tomorrow's game at Fratton Park. And the three of us here will be doing just that in a few moments' time. Stay tuned and join us again for the conclusion of the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome back to the show and for the final time tonight you're listening to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM which is brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Visit their website stagecoachbus.com for more information on fares and timetables in your area. You've got just under 15 minutes to get your last thoughts into the panel this evening. Let us know whether you'd like to see Marcus Harness or Michael Jacobs thrown straight back into the starting 11 this weekend as well as your score predictions for tomorrow's game as well. 8 
01400 is our text number. Start those with the word express. Otherwise, you can email into Pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Wickham Wanderers are the opponents then for Pompey in match day number 38 tomorrow afternoon. Let's take a closer look at this weekend's opposition with Mason Jordan. Pompey were defeated in midweek in what felt like a crunch game in the race for the playoffs. Nothing is guaranteed yet, but the Blues have a mountain to climb with just nine games to play. Up next, it's Wickham Wanderers. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Bratton Park is the venue for this weekend's League One meeting between the Blues and the Chairboys. The reverse fixture, Adams Park, ended 1-0 in favour of Danny Cowley's men back in November. But can Pompey do the double over the Wanderers? Here's all you need to know about this week's opposition. Manager. 48-year-old Gareth Ainsworth remains in charge of Wickham and will be taking on Pompey for the 16th time as Chairboy's boss when the two sides meet this weekend. In fact, the previous 15 matches between the clubs are the only games to have ever been played that had never met before the first clash in October 2012. Ainsworth has been at the Howard Adams Park since September 2012, overseeing 502 competitive matches of which 196 have ended in victory. He's the second longest serving manager in the EFL, approaching nine and a half years in charge. Only Harrogate Simon Weaver has been at their respective club for longer. He's been in charge of the League 2 outfit since May 2009. Gareth Ainsworth has won two promotions as Wickham boss from League 2 in third place via automatic promotion spots in 2018 and up to the championship in 2020 after a successful playoff campaign. One to watch. Midfielder Josh Scoen is our one to watch this time around. The 28-year-old, who hails from Chestnut, returned to Adams Park for his second stint at the club in June, putting pen to paper on a two-year contract. Scoen had previously represented the chairboys at youth level before turning pro until 2011. He had made 91 appearances before leaving for Barnsley in 2015. Since his return, the former QPR and Sunderland player has featured 31 times in League and Cup, providing three assists but yet to bag his first goal of the season. Nonetheless, an integral part of Gareth Ainsworth's midfield. Top scorer. Scoring the goals for Wickham this season is 32-year-old forward Sam Vokes, who joined the club from championship outfit Stoke City in the summer transfer window. The Welsh international, who has represented his country 64 times, scoring 11 goals, has 12 to his name in League One so far this term. Vokes has also four assists under his belt and his last goal came three games ago in a 3-1 victory away at Crewe. The former Burnley striker has netted four in his last seven for Wickham and is under contract in Buckinghamshire until the end of the season, but has the option to extend for a further 12 months. Current form. Despite being unbeaten in four, Wickham remain chasing the playoff position, now eighth in the League One standings, though just a point off the top six. The Chairboys' recent run has returned 10 points out of a possible 12. That's three wins and a draw, with victories coming against Cambridge Crew and more recently. Fleetwood, who conceded in the 94th minute at Adams Park on Tuesday night. Prior to this run of four games without defeat for Wickham, Gareth Ainsworth's side had failed to secure a win in seven matches, which is why they no longer occupy a place in the playoffs. Can Pompey bounce back from their midweek loss at Plymouth, or will the chairboys of Wickham further dampen the mood on the south coast? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. All the key information there on the chairboys, Wickham Wanderers, who make the relatively short journey down to the south coast to take on the Blues at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. Sam Carter and Reese Harding alongside me this evening to preview that one. Before we get back to those, an email here from Graham Wilkins. Hi, lads. Unlike most clubs this season, we have probably the smallest squad in the league and haven't spent mega money on players. I think this season was a time to get Cowley's ideas over to the players and next season uh, the team can only get stronger stronger uh, with the Deadwood gone and Cowley signings in with the backing of the Eisners. Also, this is one of the strongest League One division in years and if we were to scrape up to the Championship this season, it would be a big big struggle next season. Just look at Peterborough. I'm going for a 2-1 win tomorrow. Thank you to Graham Wilkins on the emails. However, if you look at the teams at the bottom of the Championship this season, possibly Peterborough, Barnsley and Derby County being relegated down to League One, perhaps even Reading as well. So, uh, it's only going to get stronger, I'm afraid, but 
further echo in your sentiment thank you uh, graham for getting in touch uh, this evening wickham at home uh, tomorrow then reese uh, it's, look, it's another difficult test but if we can throw it back to the previous meeting earlier in the season where pompey were victorious by a goal to nil at adams park it just goes to show they are a decent side yes they're a difficult side to play they're annoying but they're beatable oh yeah definitely um wickham is always one of those sides that <laughs> they're, they're sort of uh hard to break down they're they're just, it's just one of those teams where you think, who are we playing next? Wickham. And you think, oh, great, because they are they are typically, um, they take that 1 0 win and they'll, you know, if they go 1 0 up, they'll take it and they'll hold it. Um, but it was, it was great because actually the last time we played them on that away day, um, it, it, going into that game, you, you knew how strong they were and you knew that they had you know, just been from the championship and everything. And actually to go there and, and get that away win was so um, positive to hold out for that because they are a tough side. Um, no doubt will there probably be 10 added minutes tomorrow at the end of the game. Like there was on um, Tuesday night at Adams Park. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, they are, they are just one of those sides where they always cause you problems. Um, but I have confidence that when they come to Fratton Park, I feel like we can, if we get that first goal, I think we can, we can hold it. I, I don't want to, I don't want to just hold it for a one nil, but I, I think that it will be much easier if we can strike first. Um, but obviously, like Cowley said in his interview, we've got to, bounce back and you know this is the time to start another run um i think we can do it but yeah it, they are a very tough side yeah. very tough side indeed you mentioned sam vokes and in the feature just there with mason jordan signed uh, from stoke city back at the start of the season difficult player to to try and contain of course they still got adabayak and fenwa uh, within their ranks sam where do you think it is going to be the biggest threat posed by wickham tomorrow after previous meetings with with the chair boys knowing how how they set up Gareth Ainsworth's tactics and mm. how do Pompey overcome all of that well not getting drawn into those games I think um, I, we know what's going to happen and I think winning at Adams Park earlier in the season was so good because we ruffled their feathers we, we, we got them really annoyed yeah. we did the time wasting we, we, we gave them a bit taste of their own medicine so I, don't, I just think we've just got to try not to get drawn into those games. It's, there's going to be groans of, of throw-ins and goal kicks being taken too long within minutes. Um, so the players have just got to kind of block that out, let it happen, and let let you know the talking happen on the football pitch and 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 take the game to Wickham because we're only going to get a certain amount of chances. Um, I think because they're so well set up, they're so well disciplined. So we've got to really make that count. Yeah. Uh, um, Rhys spoke earlier in the show about the returning Marcus Harness and Michael Jacobs, which uh, Danny Cowley spoke about in his pre-match interview there, Sam. Marcus Harness has served his three-game suspension after the red card that he picked up a few weeks ago. And uh, Michael Jacobs, we've heard in the last couple of weeks, is, is close to returning. He's back on the training pitch, mm. you know, doing, doing light drills and whatnot. We're hoping he's back in the squad for tomorrow. Two players, undoubtedly, given the last two games, blanking in both, you know, haven't scored in over 200 minutes of football, albeit against good sides. The, the welcome return of Marcus Harness mm. and Michael Jacobs. Do you see any of those starting tomorrow, or do you see them both being slowly introduced back? Do they both need to start? Um, oh, I think Jacobs is obviously the tricky one. He's actually been injured. Um, yeah. He's been training, like you said, but with whether he's got that game fitness in him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him start from the bench. But yeah, I think if if, if they were both 100%, I'd chuck them both straight back in. Um, we've seen um, how they can change the games for us this season and it they that was definitely definitely lacking yeah uh, Sam Wilmot on Twitter bring Harness in for O'Brien and push Curtis up uh, to take less set piece duty away from him so he can focus on other areas of the game David Thompson we missed Harness and he should definitely be in Crackers is on his way back from injury and should start on the bench is uh, the opinion of David on Twitter and Dawn says I suspect Harness may start and Jacobs hopefully on the bench so all further echoing what you're saying there Sam Mark McGee on Facebook I think they should both be in contention 
attention after a pretty toothless attack and display on Tuesday night. Jacobs not from a start, but I'd like to see Harness back in. Was getting some confidence before his red card a few weeks ago. Thank you to Mark also for getting in touch. Just a couple of bits of news then, of course. Uh, Pompey's upcoming matches against both Rotherham United and Bolton Wanderers have been postponed. Uh, next next Saturday's trip to the University of Bolton Stadium has been called off due to a number of international call-ups within both sides. Gavin Bazoon has been called up to the Republic of Ireland squad. Joe Morrell has been called up to the Wales squad and uh, goalkeeper Ollie Webber has also been called up to the Northern Ireland under-21 squad as well. So we wish them all of the best. And obviously, Pompey can't play without uh, any of the goalkeepers. And, well, Joe Morrell, he's a cog in that midfield, isn't he? So that, that game will be off, and Bolton have got a few call-ups as well. And the game with Rotherham United was uh, supposed to be played on the 2nd of April. That's been postponed and pushed back to the 12th of April because of their, uh, their semi-final victory in the EFL Trophy. They play in the final of the EFL Trophy on Sunday, the 3rd of April. So Bolton away is now on Tuesday the 5th of April and Rotherham at home is on Tuesday the 12th of April. On Sunday, the Pompey fans, you can get in touch with the Pompey History Society. They've got an exhibition on. It's brilliant. I went there back in October just to try it out. It's the Champions of England exhibition. You can have your photo taken with the replica trophy Pompey won in 1949 and 1950. So it's a brilliant uh, thing to be a part of. So if you want to have your photo done with the replica trophy, if you want to take a look at the exhibition, you can do. It's on Sunday from 10.30am. The morning sessions have supposedly We've been fully booked, but if you go uh, onto Twitter, get in touch with the Pompey History Society, go to at Pompey on Twitter as well, find out more information on how you can get involved on Sunday afternoon. Okay, uh, very quickly running out of time, it's time for those score predictions, uh, lads, as we reach the conclusion of tonight's show. We're going to start off, I think, with Sam Pompey at home to Wickham this weekend. What's the score going to be? A very tough thought 1 0 win to Pompey. Tough thought 1 0 win to Pompey. Yeah. Okay, I like your optimism. I do, I do. Um, thank you, Sam. Reese, how about yourself, mate? How does this one end? Uh, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0, Pompey. Uh, thank Hopefully. you. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> hope so as well. Look, I, I spoke with, um, with Ian James on the show earlier. I, I thought it was going to be 1-0, but no, I, I'm a bit more optimistic now. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, for a 2-1 Pompey win tomorrow afternoon. Why not? Get get back to winning ways and hopefully start uh, some sort of push between now and the end of the season. Well, that is just about it for this evening, I'm afraid to say. My thanks go out, first of all, to Sam Carter. Cheers for coming in to, to chat to us, my friends. Thank you very much, Jake. And thank you also to Reese Harding for calling by this evening. Reese, take care and have a great weekend. Cheers, you too. Hopefully we get the win. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed indeed. OK, well, that is it from uh, all of us here on the Football Hour this evening. But Pompey Live is back uh, tomorrow to deliver all of the unmissable action as the Blues host Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park. It's match day number 38 for Pompey of this League One season. It's a sellout tomorrow. And if you can't make it, don't worry. Myself, Robbie James, will have you covered alongside, of course, Pompey women's boss Jay Sadler. And we'll be here on Express FM from 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. But coming up tonight on the station, Connor Mosley is up after the news at 7 o'clock. He's uh, inviting you as the VIP uh, to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night between 7 and 11 o'clock this evening, from which time we've got nothing but non-stop floor fillers through to the early hours of Saturday morning. You can catch a replay of tonight's show uh, from 4am tomorrow morning. If you're up about uh, round about that time, you can catch a replay of tonight's show between 4 and 5 o'clock. If not, if you can't wait until then, or if you don't plan on being up there, early you can uh, download it to your devices in around about half an hour's time i'll be uploading it to our website expressfm.com forward slash podcast and you can also download from your apple and uh, samsung and google play podcast applications as well ian mcginnis is back tomorrow from eight with saturday breakfast lily park is here between 11 and two o'clock with your guilty pleasures and a tiny quiz about the week's news as well both Ian and Lily will of course have nothing but great music throughout the day as well as well as the latest on the roads travel and sport weather updates as well up until two o'clock when myself Robbie and Jay Sadler will be back with coverage of Pompey versus Wickham Wanderers in League One join us for that one tomorrow from two o'clock but until then Pompey fans have a great evening take care have a fantastic weekend stay safe and play at Pompey good night <laughs>